Hey everybody, welcome to the Sour Mash Podcast, and guess what, motherfuckers? Andy watched the Tiger King while we were on hiatus. I watched the first episode uh, last he night. Did. Yeah. That's all. That's all you need to know. That's how right. you. That's that's how you get antiquated to everybody that or acquainted to everybody that uh, you need to know. Mostly. Yeah, I can't remember anybody's name except Joe Exotic, and then the other guy who runs like the the better private zoo in Virginia, <laughs> and then and then and then the, the woman, the activist. Um, she, I got thoughts uh. about that situation like i know that i'm sure there's more that comes out but right now my opinion is that she's like hiding behind this like veil of like saving these cats but she's like also running a private zoo right i mean maybe she treats them a little bit better but she's not doing much different than than the dudes carol fucking baskin yeah carol fucking baskin <laughs> you just wait of course yeah, so I'm. I did. I did enjoy it. Um, I especially enjoyed his country song that he wrote. I can't remember what it was called. Dude, so so. All right, I'm not even gonna spoil it for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I can't I'm spoil it. I've I've seen like some memes out there and stuff. Like I think I know some things that happen, but I'm pretty much coming into this clean. Like I don't. I, I don't know what's happening from here. So, I I, I liked it. Um, I the. People are obsessed with with these cats, man. Like I, I've never been into any animal. Like these people are obsessed with these exotic exotic cats. Uh, one take I had was like at the very beginning, and you guys might not remember this at this point since you've watched the whole thing. He says that he started the whole documentary because he was making another documentary about this place that was selling poisonous snakes. Yeah. And then somebody came in with a snow leopard, and he like went to them instead. How? How, what do you? What if you're the guy that runs the poisonous snake shop, and like you got this documentary being made about you, and you're pretty excited, probably. You're like, this is our big break, and then suddenly, like the next day, you come in and the crew's not there. You're like, we're what's no going on? Like, oh, we, remember that guy yesterday with the with the leopard in the van? Yeah, we're doing something on him now. We're following him now. <laughs> okay, so before we get into it, let's also go ahead and uh, introduce our guests so they can talk. <laughs> like everybody's <laughs> waiting to say something. So as always, we have uh, so as always for the Sour Mash 16 right now, we have uh, Quincy Kendall in uh, in Hi. Chicago. Hey, Quincy. Yeah, and I I just want to say one thing. There's breaking news today. Netflix announced there's going to be another episode. Tiger another Show. just one episode. Yeah, okay. An update. Just nice. that follow up. Good to see y'all. Good to be uh, <laughs> then, remote. Uh, then we face. have my uh, my beautiful fiance. Kiss ass. <laughs> Kate Brown, soon to be wife. And on top of Quincy's, Joe Exotic has coronavirus. Really? No. Yeah, yeah. In prison, he <laughs> got in it. In prison, he got it. Oh man. Well, they say that uh, there was a tiger at the Brooklyn Zoo that caught it, so maybe he got it from a tiger. Bronx Zoo. <laughs> He's, he's, Bronx, on a no, yeah. he's on a strict no contact from Tigers while he he's was, in, in the clink. I think he was a, he was a uh, smoker, so hopefully he makes it through. Yeah, he's My also God. a little older. Maybe compromised health. I think it was that eyebrow piercing. You never know. Once you do yeah. that, you just <laughs> you open yourself up to a lot of things. <laughs> So outside of talking about Tiger King, which I'm, I am looking forward to pushing through the rest of this. Um, yeah, you're not even like you 
You've touched like the tip of the iceberg, my friend. Yeah. 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 There are so many episodes Dylan and I just sat here with our mouths like gaping (laughs) open, like, what the hell just happened? The fact we only watched one episode is amazing. It's impressive. Well, it was at the very end of the night. We've also been watching this show, Dispatches from Elsewhere, on AMC with Jason Siegel. And it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's very weird. Um, And about four episodes in, I said, this is really good right now. But if they don't stick the landing at the end, it's gonna it's gonna all be for naught. And I think there's one episode left, and I don't think they're gonna stick the landing. I'm 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 not uh, not bullish on the the end of that show. But we we finished that, and then uh, watched Tiger King late, so we did we had to go to bed. And the storm was blowing in. We had to batten down the hatches. Storm was blowing in, but everything was fine. Yeah, we got a bad storm last night. Um, my family up yeah, in Northern Kentucky were they were in their basements. Oh wow. wow. We didn't quite get I worked to that in point. Main Street Chicago night during our rainstorm. The, you guys had a rainstorm too? Oh, yeah. I was outside taking uh, carryout orders in the torrential downpour. Oh, my God. So, do you just like wait for cars to pull up and just run the orders yeah. out? That's what you're yeah, saying. What... My phone was plastic wrapped, and I think the screen is still ruined. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't. I can't use the Y button on my text. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need Ys. It's fine. Yeah. No. Why do you need a Y? That's why they say sometimes Y. Yeah. Never start a sentence with a Y. <laughs> so, so everybody, welcome to Sour Mash Podcast, a podcast yeah. about Netflix shows and videos. Netflix shows and, and, um, and torrential downpours. You know, torrential downpours, the weather. Um, <laughs> take out but yeah we are here for a reason we're here because we're in the elite eight or the wheat eight the the semifinals sorry the quarterfinals of the sour mash 16 we've narrowed the field down in half and today we're going to cut it in half again we all tasted uh four matchups and we all agree i think that they were very tough uh tough to call and dylan and kate i i, I got to hear about your tasting method because normally this is a solo endeavor but you guys went at this as a team I'm How did sure that go? I should just let Kate do this because I I just screwed it up. I guess we're finally saying fuck <laughs> on here, right? Of course, yeah, we're yeah we're saying fuck. Yeah. I said fuck literally. This the is the most explicit explicit yeah. one yet. So Dylan came to me this afternoon. I was sitting on the couch, gone off of a bad work call, and he's like, "Here's what we're gonna do tonight." It's like I got this like this like party tray with four slots. It's like I'm gonna blindly like i'm gonna put them in there and then you spin them and then we'll spin them each time and i'm like that makes no fucking sense because nothing matches we don't know what the fuck we're tasting so then i left it i was frustrated i literally was just silent for a couple hours and then we would go on our walk and we drink some beers while we're walking four miles and then we start talking about on the way back and i'm like explain to me how this happens and he can't explain it, you all. Like he can't <laughs> tell me how this logically happens, where he knows what we're tasting, but he doesn't know. Where it's still blind. And I'm like, here's how I would do it. And I tell him. And then five minutes later, a dog's barking. We pass by a little girl. We're saying fuck. That's why I didn't stuff. say anything because and we were so, walking past a little girl. I didn't so, want to say a bunch of. Oh my gosh. It takes him <laughs> ten minutes to like spill this out, and I'm like, you just took my idea and I you just frazzled. said it verbatim of what I just said. And he's like, no, this might be all along. No, so fuck no. <laughs> we're still gonna have some confusion because I just I ran out of the room while you all saw the podcast because. He has this random ass list, and I had to go through and read and write down stuff to make sure that I know what the fuck we're talking about. 
So All right. Well, how about, thank you. Thank you. So there thank you go. You saw you just saw our entire process go through right there. It sounds like it went really smoothly. It was um, great. Really I just good. I put mine on paper plates like always, mixed them up, and tasted them, and had Danielle write the results on the back. Yeah. Same. Well, the yeah. blind stuff, you know, it's got to be like one person knows what's on there, the other person yeah. does whatever. So we we got it. I think we got it down. So I've the past two times I've like the mixed, there. I've mixed the plates up and like changed the pattern they were in and stuff to the point where like I had no idea what it was. Like if I left the room and came back and then like I, I fooled myself the past two times because Danielle hasn't been here when I've set up the tasting uh, for this round or the last. But I, I already know that I got the first matchup wrong on my guesses. Um, Quincy, did you you said you weren't going to guess this time? Did you, could you resist well, guessing? No, yeah, I. I I did guess because yeah. you guys pushed for it because I'm I'm on a streak. But, yeah, you're on a streak. You're 16, uh, I'm, I'm 16. really I'm not confident this time. I've got I think there's two matchups that I think I got right, and then there's two others that are just a, a coin toss. So we'll so see. before we get into it, to recap where we're at right now as far as the matchups, we have the number one overall seed, the four roses limited edition small batch to, from 2019 against the nine seed, the maker's mark RC six that's in the Lawrenceburg region in the Louisville region. We have the larceny barrel proof against the knob Creek from the Bonnie castle club, the hundredth anniversary pick uh, one of our favorites from the first round, the Anderson County region, Dylan's favorite County. We have the number two seed, the wild Turkey cornerstone rye against the stag junior batch 13 that's the 10 seed. And then in the Claremont region, this is uh, with the Baker's 13 year, the three seed against the 11, the Russell Reserve Funky Turkey. So the top three seeds all advanced. Everything else was an upset in the first round. So we'll see what happens here. And we will start off with matchup number one, the Four Roses limited edition against the Maker's Mark RC6. Who wants to kick this one off? I'll kick it off because this one, I think I got it right. And it was my favorite bourbon of the group of the whole tasting so i think i picked the four roses as the winner for me uh it was a balanced nose i got this eucalyptus smell which is really enticing uh, maple syrup and black tea uh, that had a spicy uh taste and a nice oak finish so that was hopefully the four roses to win this matchup are you gonna reveal it yeah I guess so. Uh, so no, I guess I picked. All right, now I have to sort through my place because. Organized. <laughs> See everybody. See everything fail. That's the <laughs> All right, so while while Quincy's figuring that out, I'll say uh, the first one I tried in this match, I got hot fudge and ice cream on the nose. It's my favorite one of the day. I gave it an A, solid A. Uh, the palette, I got oak, chocolate, vanilla. I thought it was a very classic uh, bourbon palette. I voted for that. I thought it was the Knob Creek. Obviously, it was not. Uh, the second one I tasted, I gave a B plus. So this was an extremely close matchup. I got raw wood and butterscotch on the nose. Uh, it was soft, pleasant on the palate. Cocoa with a little oak. I guess that was the Larceny. I'm guessing that's the Makers since it is a weeded bourbon. Uh, but I voted for what was Bourbon I in my matchups, which was the Four Roses uh, limited edition small batch. Uh, so the, the Larceny went down. I'm sorry, the Makers uh, 
went down, but that was that was tough. It it, um, it was a, a, almost a toss up for me. Dylan and Kate, what say you? This, well, this well, is a pleasant surprise for us. Well, and I will say because I don't agree with you all, but I am super pumped to drink the makers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we we uh, selected the makers. This was actually our favorite uh, of the day. So it was we, close, we were, man. I mean, I this gave, was our toughest matchup. Was, this was no, an A. I, an A and a B plus for me. I mean, second it was, toughest matchup. Yeah, this was one I kind of conceded on one of our picks, but this was one I was like ready to fight him for. <laughs> I really like the makers. It's good. It, so, it is really good. good. It has a nice like smoky peatiness to it a bit, like campfire s'mores to me. But he loves four roses too. All right, so I'm back in. I, I want to apologize to Kelly. I think the whiskey hit me a little. Uh, <laughs> I it she had it right. I did pick the Four Roses. Uh, the reason I picked it over the Makers is that tannic nature of that Makers. Just, I didn't enjoy it. All the wood staves, I think there was just a, this drying effect for me that textually wasn't that pleasing. But the Four Roses was my favorite of the all the day. Mine so. too. Mine too. Um, so going down the list, we've got the, the two Cinderella stories. The Makers, I'm sorry, the Larceny Barrel Proof against the Knob Creek Bonnie Castle. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll kick this one off. Uh, this was a very tough matchup for me as well. The first one I tasted, I on the nose, I got deep chocolate and burnt caramel, barrel char, just a classic bourbon nose. Um, the palate was sweeter than I expected. I got a little bit of a grassy funk on the second sip, and it wasn't as sweet. It did linger a little bit. I thought it, it, was, it was pretty hot on the finish. Uh, the second one, the nose, graham crackers, little s'mores action, uh, some cherry and chocolate. I guess that the second one was the makers. Now I'm revising. I'm thinking that was the larceny. Um, and I think I voted for bourbon two on mine, which would have been the, uh, the, the Bonnie Castle Knob Creek pick, uh, which it is. So, uh, I voted for the Knob Creek hundredth anniversary on this one. Nice. Uh, for me, I think I got this one wrong. looks like it. Uh, I thought this matchup was the stag and the cornerstone. But I picked uh, number two, which is the Knob Creek. So Knob Creek beats Larceny for me. Uh, for my notes, I had uh, a nice age. There's vanilla and a perfect bourbon nose, popcorn, butter, uh, dark chocolate, and a very nice note for me. So Nice. So Knob will advance. The Knob Creek will advance, which is actually interesting because I – me being a Knob Creek snob, Knob Creek snob, TM, TM, TM. Um, <laughs> a knob snob. Knob snob. <laughs> Damn it, Andy. You're all back stuff again. Can we play <laughs> three six mafia in the background now? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I actually, so this was a toss up for us, but we. No. It wasn't a toss up. You can see that. No. But. Um, I said that the uh, the larceny for me had uh, a nose that reminded me of Lucky Charms, which I thought was really interesting. For some reason, like it brought me back to that. Had an easy finish, but it was uh, it was really sweet and enjoyed. But I think that was what turned Kate off on it is that she said it was overly sweet. Yeah, I like the Knob Creek, and then I gave in to him because our pair. This is our pair number three. Pair number two, I I kind of bullied my way in, so. <laughs> 
I gave him this one, but I like the Knob Creek, so I'm happy. So you're happy it went through. I am too. That, yeah. that's, that was my, uh, I think my second favorite of the day. No, it was my third. It was a toss up though. I thought that the Knob Creek was actually the Bakers, which is Jim Beam still. So makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to recap in the left side of the bracket, the final four, uh, the first semifinal will be the four roses limited edition, small batch from 2019 against the knob Creek barrel selection from Chad Clifton and the gang at the Bonnie castle club. Uh, I think this is a repeat final four appearance for one of Chad's picks mm -hmm. and, um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough out. Uh, that four roses was good though, man. That was, that was my favorite yeah. of the day. So That'll be tough. Um, Halftime here. We've got two matchups left. What's everybody drinking? So we just finished off a bottle of Kate's favorite, which is uh, Jefferson Ocean. Nice. And I can, we can we can taste that nice sea air. Taste, taste the ocean in every sip. Dick. But no, this is this is actually. <laughs> I made an address sign for us because I'm bored and I painted. I put palm trees on it, so he's just trying to be an asshole. He doesn't like that I make everything about the ocean. We're full beachy here. In the respect, get married right now. We're getting married on the beach eventually. But no, this is actually a what total wine pick. Yeah. Yeah. This is a total wine pick. Quincy looks like you've got a grassy IPA. Yeah, I've got so I'm drinking a, uh, a hot butcher called Blazed Orange, uh, double India pale ale. But I'm also sipping on this bottle of old I.W. Harper. Nice. 70s. Gold medal. It's from the 70s. Yeah, the bottom says 72, but who knows? How is it? Uh, it's got that. It's got that old dusty corn taste to it but it's only it's 86 proof so it was a nice reprieve from all the all the hot drinks we had earlier yeah i decided to to keep it up i'm drinking some 2019 george t stag i noticed Ooh. the color on that and the in the skype picture it's pretty dark yeah it's good stuff but i'm running low i might have to go grab something out of this decanter i've got five. <laughs> what's what's in the decanter <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go grab some. It's uh, Old Bardstown Bottled and Bond. Oh, nice. Good. Andy's no. wearing his Stitch Fix uh, hoodie, I can tell. You can't hear me. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that. That was an advertisement for Stitch Fix, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Can we get a sponsorship? I think we just did because I said that's, that's your <laughs> Stitch Fix hoodie, right? It is, yeah. See? Look, we can pitch that to them right now. Like we have, we have dozens of followers. Yeah. Dozens. Just go to Stitch Fix, enter the code Sour at checkout. <laughs> Send off your first box. <laughs> You'll get Sour nothing. checkout at Stitchfix.com. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this thing in the quarantine. You guys probably are too. Where and we talked about this last time. I'm trying to finish old bottles. So like, if I've got this much yeah. left, like, mm -hmm. I I, I want to finish Thanks. it. And last Saturday. Uh, I put on a really good drunk. Um, we <laughs> got, Is that a uh, stitch fit? Yeah, that's another stitch fix. So we got uh, 610 Magnolia carryout, which was like really fancy. It was it was worth it, I would say. It wasn't a ton of food, but we, you know, coursed it out and like pretended like we were eating a fine dining meal. And um, I got a couple of bottles of wine from Commonwealth Tap. Kenny um, uh, Andreazzi 
paired some wine. I, sh- I sent him the menu. He gave me some suggestions. So I picked those up. Danielle expecting she had some sips, some very small glasses just to taste. And the burden was on me to finish the rest of them. So I drank the wine share of two bottles of wine. Then we had a, a Skype happy hour thing with hold, hold on. We had a happy hour thing with, uh, our friends, Mike and Sarah Albanese. And we were up here and I had all these, I've got all these bottles of E.H. Uh, e. Taylor behind me and they're all almost empty. So I just went through those one by one and killed all the E.H. Taylor, except for the rock. And, I know. That was, the, that, was the, that was the bougiest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what? I got, I, got a, I got a four-star dinner with wine paired from a liquor store, which I sent him the menu to give me wine, and then proceeded to finish off all of the E.H. Taylor bottles that I have. Good Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, that's a good Saturday. That's a good Saturday, man. And then the next day, I was feeling it bad. It was my it was my first like real quarantine hangover. I had I had a nurse come over and put it in, yeah, in, in a bag. <laughs> oh man, that, that was, was awesome. That was the bougie ass story. Wasn't it? <laughs> oh well, I, I offer no apologies. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. That's why we love the Sour Mash podcast. Yeah, we're having fun. So to the second half of the the matchups today, we'll let Dylan and Kate start this one off. This was matchup three on our scorecards. It was the uh, number one, uh, sorry, the number two overall seed, the Wild Turkey Cornerstone against the uh, Stag Junior Batch 13, which was the, which seed? Uh, The 10 seed, the number 10 seed that that knocked off the uh, other four roses, small batch select in the first round. So uh, Dylan and Kate, what say you? Uh, this is the first one that we tried as we started off with my flawed system. This did not work. Um, <laughs> thought I had it figured out. But uh, so we um, agreed on this one. So this was a, this is the first one. Went straight Don't say it like it's a surprise. I'm say, no, I'm just saying. The, we, we did, though. So uh, for mine, I really liked the uh, what turned out to be the Wild Turkey Cornerstone, which actually surprises me because I thought I was going to go with the Stag Jr., but um, the wild turkey had a really sweet uh, nose to me. It almost uh, smelled like cotton candy. Uh, and then I got a nice, like, hazelnut finish to it. So that's why I liked it. Well, this is what's weird about mine and Dylan's palates, I guess, is he likes a lot of sweet and I don't. Like, I always like dry, more boozy, <laughs> shocking. But we agreed on this one. And I actually, like, one of my notes for the cornerstone was just like, I could drink a lot of this. Which is funny because the first couple rounds I went behind Dylan, obviously, after yeah. the pace of them. And we were outside, and I guess, like, I didn't like the cornerstone the first time, but I really liked it this time. So I got a lot of, like, caramel, the thick mouth feel, which I know you all love. Fun mouth feel. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I really liked it. The stag, even the first time I tasted it, like, it just comes off kind of hot to me, so... And, but last time I put an ice cube in it after he was done, just, well, not even ice, just some water, and it helped open it up a lot to me, like, to be more drinkable. But, yeah, I really like the cornerstone. Quincy? All right, so I picked Snag Jr. Oh. That's weird. I thought it was <laughs> Oh yeah, man, you're you're, fall, you're falling apart on your guesses. Stuff. You should have you should have stopped. Yeah. 
I mean, these these races are so tight. I mean, everything that I tried, it was just like, a, like I said, two of them I really knew the winner, but there were two others that I just couldn't pick the winner. So, was this one? Was this close for you? I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> I have I have notes that the cornerstone that I thought was the winner was a bright fruit, raspberry, honey, and a rickhouse smell. And then for so that was the stag, and then cornerstone I thought was hot nose, pleasant oak, vanilla and orange, and a chocolate finish. So. I don't know. I think the the stag has more of a a viscous kind of pleasant texture for me. I guess that's why I picked it. Interesting. So I'm the I'm the deciding vote here, and uh, the first one I tasted, the nose was very pleasant. I almost thought it tasted. It smelled like uh, those root beer bottle caps. You know what I'm talking about? This oh, those yeah. candies. Yeah, the wax uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. The the palate earthal. Earthy, herbal, earthal. Um, with a, with oh, a man. Yeah, that's another TM. Earthal. Earthal. With a, a honey finish. Earthing and second earthing. one, uh, so that was my second favorite pour of the day was the first one I tried. The second one was my least favorite pour of the day. This was the one that was not very close. I got strong vanilla on the nose, but it all fell apart on the palate. It almost tasted <laughs> like cardboard. Um, it left my, my palate numb, uh, which I, I think that that's the right. step junior. I think that I voted for the cornerstone, and I did. Um, so the, the cornerstone is going to move on um so that so far the chalk is advancing here and that was the first matchup that i got correct today i, I guess which, which both of those were so andy as an outsider and knowing you when i listened to your all's last podcast hearing you vote against the stag junior in the first round like shocked the shit out of me so to hear you do it twice and to knock it off like that's that's big well, and, and it was my least favorite of the day. I didn't love it last time. I've never been a big Stag Junior guy. I've always thought, and I know it varies a lot between batches, but most of the time I taste it and it's like, man, this is just like, they're just being, they're showing off. It's just hot for the sake of being hot. There's no, there's nothing behind it. It's just a very strong bourbon. Um, the more mature George T. Stag, I'm always a fan of, but I just think it's too, too hot to be a young bourbon and it, it never sits right with me. And there you go. You've, you've knocked it out effectively. You've done your job. Good job. You've told it to fuck off. You killed the signs. <laughs> so now we're down to the last matchup of the day, and that's the uh, the Baker's 13-year versus the Russell Reserve Funky Turkey. This is matchup D in my book, so I, I did get the matchup correct. I don't know if I guessed the bourbons right, but I'll, I'll start this one. Um, this is probably, on average, my least favorite matchup of the day. Neither of these really excuse me, really jumped out to me. Um, I voted for the the first one that I tried again. That was the theme. Uh, the, the nose, I got sawdust, uh, some berries. The the palate was a lot better. Uh, sweet peanut butter cookies, almost like nutter butters. I guess that that was the Baker's 13. I voted for it over what I think was the wild turkey. It was a close matchup, even though it was my least favorite average overall. I got chocolate cherry on the nose, a funky oak on the palate, and kind of an artificial maple syrup. Uh, on the on the palette and the finish as well. So I voted for Bourbon K in my book, which was yes, the the Baker's Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Well, you hear me, Dylan. So uh, if, one, this, if one of you has a different vote than me, then you go now just to make some drama so, for the last. So this was so this one was our this was probably our 
what hardest matchup? This was our hardest matchup that we went uh, went through with everything. So um, <clears throat> we went back and forth, literally like trying to see if we who could get the last drop to like go back and like <laughs> taste. So it was like, all right, how can we do this? So um, we actually ended up going with the uh, that Russell's the Funky Turkey. And um, not surprising for Kate, because Kate is a huge Russell's fan. Um, kind of a surprise for me, because I thought that I would go with the Bakers and try to um, impress my future father-in-law, since he's a big Bakers fan. But uh, I let him down. <laughs> um, but uh, with, the, with the Funky Turkey, I had a really interesting nose on this one. So I don't, I don't know if you guys experienced this when you were younger, but if you ever didn't have, um, didn't have glue... If your mom would ever take flour and mix it with water to make like a like a paste, no, that was my reaction too. I was like, right, my mom never made glue. So who who was the poor one out of the group? Um, so. I don't remember using a lot of glue when I was a kid. I, I know I did, but yeah. <laughs> You just see, you Sounds were, like, uh, like a paper mache kind of thing. So kind of a paper mache. Yeah, we're going yeah. with like paper mache. So it had right. like this like flowery kind of nose to it, which I thought was really, really interesting. Uh, and on the and on the taste, it was very like ashy. It had a good strong oak flavor, but it didn't have a lot of burn. So I was a really big fan of it. And then from Kate's perspective. <laughs> I just like the wrestles. I basically like picked it out. I know we have it at home and Y'all did a good job picking out that bottle. I love it. So I just said it had a nice hug, complex smell. It was a little bit more hotter, like the alcohol smell, but it was so good. <laughs> I've never, like, my dad loves bakers, and, like, he's dumb. He's a beer person. So <laughs> I just, like, I like bakers, but, like, I can, I almost could pick it out and be like, this isn't, this isn't my style. Like, I just like the Russell so much. And to be fair, Lisa will agree. <laughs> there you go. Quincy, you, you right. decide the final, the last entrant to the final yep. four here. So just going on my notes, I have not a fan of either. This oh. Is my <laughs> least favorite matchup. Uh, what I thought was the Russells, I put younger cedar, corn, and butter, and then more corn on the taste, thin, and a bitter finish. And then for the bakers, I put walnut, caramel, baked bread, and varnish. Varnish. <laughs> varnish. Ouch. And then on the uh, the taste, it was sweet, vanilla, caramel, and a little bitter finish as well. So I picked number two, which I thought was the bakers. So we'll see. Yep, I did pick the bakers. All right. So the, the final four is set. The top three seeds are all still alive. The, the, the chalk has advanced. Uh, we have the Four Roses 2019 limited edition small batch against the, the, the one underdog, the one Cinderella story, the Knob Creek Bonnie Castle 100th. And then in the other side of the bracket, we have the Wild Turkey Cornerstone Rye against the Baker 13-year. Is that a small batch or a single barrel, the 13-year? The single barrel. Single barrel. Single yeah. barrel. I guess all bakers are single barrel. Do you barrel. want the barrel number? Yeah, we, got, <laughs> we, we better get the barrel number. <laughs> we, yeah, we better get all that. It's barrel number 222057. Now that it's in the final four, we got to start getting really fucking technical with that. <laughs> on this really go. cool little dangle that hangs off the bottom. <laughs> 
So we've got, um, you know, I, that's a pretty similar proof point to the wild turkey, right? Aren't they, the wild turkey, I think, is 109, and the Bakers is right around 107, right? 107, yeah. yeah. And on the other side, the what's the what's the proof on the four roses small batch? Quincy, you got that bottle. Yep, it's uh, fifty six point three seven alcohol. So one hundred one hundred twelve and a half against the Knob Creek, which is one twenty. So all of these pack a punch, uh, which is kind of what we knew from the beginning. But yeah, it's the it's set. I think the. I've got to go with either the Four Roses or the Wild Turkey today, um, but I, I don't know. It just depends on what my palate's going to be. What, what do you guys think is your favorite from here? Uh, yeah, I, yeah think... I mean, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say I picked it out that Four Roses was my favorite today. I thought the Cornerstone, what I was tasting, was Cornerstone. That was my second favorite, but it ended up being that Stag Junior, so that was weird. I'm really sad that the larceny fell out, but that Knob Creek is pretty awesome. Going back to it, I know last week I wasn't a fan of it, but this time around, that Knob Creek really showed. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the tough matchup is the Four Roses and the Knob Creek. Uh, on the other side, I think the Cornerstone's going to take the Bakers, but we'll see. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, I think that I, I was surprised that I didn't pick the Knob Creek. Um, I'm, I'm happy that it advanced because that was my favorite pick the week uh, week before um so i think that's probably still the front runner to to win it was a failed system <laughs> that's what it was i'm not gonna live that down yeah so be exciting uh next thursday we'll do it all again we'll, we'll probably just run through the final four and then try to figure out a way to taste the the championship live i think we oh. can do it Let's do it. You figure it out. Yeah. You're gonna have to tell me how to do it because obviously my brain doesn't work. Well. Take if they can lives. simulate a college basketball tournament, we can do it. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations to the Louisville Cardinals 2020 NCAA simulated mm-hmm. tournament champions. So Dylan, just throw that out there. Dylan and Kate, I got a I got a, a, a riddle for you guys. Go for it. Um, what do 2020 and 2013 have in common? Oh, I'm not even gonna do this. This is mean. <laughs> This is me. Oh, that's so fucking me. We had to reschedule our wedding and bullshit. You're the best man. You're pulling up that shit. Like, oh, not worst nothing. best man ever. You have to be sensitive to our feelings, Andy. For the listeners, neither year had an NCAA ch- championship. Well, you don't have to say it. Fuck <laughs> off, man. Hey, Who was the squad? Stop it. Wait, wait, wait. I got one. Andy, what, are the, what does 2013 and 2020 have in common for the Bengals? Uh, I don't. The playoffs? Oh, no. I, I was a Bengals fan in 2013, but I'm not in 2020 because you I. You said that, but you still don't cheer for the Steelers. Oh, it's not like the, I have to choose either the Bengals or the Steelers. I can just choose to be a fan of football, which is what I. You would choose the Steelers because. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it later. Whatever. There we go. Yeah. This is this is for off air. Worst best man but, ever. Oh come on. That's not true. He's not. He's not. He's a wonderful best man. He's not. So we're. We're, so as it goes, I have to do this to, towards the end of the episode because I promise, as always. Dylan's so, literally um, taking money from I'm our just, friends to I'm, give shout-outs. I'm out pouring myself out for shout-outs for the cast because I'm trying okay. to get more listeners as we go. So, uh, so big shout-out to our friends Lane and her and her large, bald husband, Josh, uh, who we had a good time, happy hour with. 
they they're bourbon aficionados themselves. So they opened up a bottle of uh, Michter's Barrel Proof with us last night uh, as we were we were chatting. So we're looking forward to trying that with them. So I didn't share with us. It was virtual. It was so. virtual, so we didn't yeah. get any. But yeah, I know. Andy, have you had that? Uh, the bourbon or the rye? Bourbon. Uh, I have, I believe, but it's been a while. Yeah. So there, yeah. So apparently, you know, during quarantine, uh, people aren't uh, going for the allocations as much as usual. So I think there's some out there in some drive-through liquor stores. So. Oh, really? That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. So I think that uh, he was able to snag some things that people normally wouldn't if That's they were a good in idea. the store. Yep. Absolutely. So there's our tip. There's our sour mash tip for the week. Uh, go out to your local liquor store and see if you can find something that you normally wouldn't be able to. Not in Camp Taylor. Yeah, don't come to Camp Taylor, though, because that's for us. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> actually a, a new term that's been coined for people that go to, like, restaurants and uh, liquor stores that are trying to get rid of their allocated inventory during this time. They're called a bourbon buzzard. Oh, it's a good buzzard. Nice. Yeah. No. It's, it's apt. You guys, Quincy sent me real quick before we go. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but you guys are doing those cocktail kits, and the bourbons, oh, yeah. the bourbons that you're selling with the cocktail kit is is pretty impressive. So this yeah, could be I mean, a, a plug for Alinea takeout. Alinea, right now, I mean, we're transitioning right now into a, a daiquiri, and even the rums that we're putting into these bags are pretty special, but. Um, when you order a, a cocktail to go from any of our restaurants, they throw in a like a private select bottle of bourbon from our company. Uh, we've been going through some back inventory of Eagle Rare picks. Uh, there's some Roller 12s going into bottles. Um, it's just pretty fun to like pack those into the bottle and know that someone out there is going <laughs> to get this bottle and be like, whoa, that's pretty cool. So it's like, what, seven, paying, 70 bucks? Yeah, 70 bucks. You get the the cocktail kit, which you can make like maybe 10 drinks out of, uh, you get the, the base juice and you get a full bottle of bourbon or rum. Uh, and then you, you get to keep the rest of the, the bottle when you're done making your drink. Yeah. How many Weller 12s were in there? Oh, uh, that one day I unpacked maybe like eight bottles. Wow. I, said, I we, thought about driving sold, up to Chicago and getting one. <laughs> yeah, we sold, I think we did like 30 30 bourbon kits that day. Whiskey sours. Uh, that was fun. You're selling a whiskey sour kit and getting a Weller 12 with it. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So there you go. For our Chicago listeners. Talk about food. Come on up. Yeah. You're, get, you're doing it really big. All right, guys. Should we, should we cheers and sign off? I think we should. So uh, in the meantime, guys, you can follow along with us um, on the podcast. So like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. We're on all the major uh, podcasts. Everything just looks Sour Mash podcast up. Uh, we're online at www.sourmashtours. We're not doing tours right now because of COVID. We're staying inside. We're doing our best to stay healthy and safe. Uh, but look for us in the in the fall. Uh, also, follow us on social media and check out the stuff that we've been doing uh, at Sour Mash Tours everywhere. So, uh, until next time, guys. Cheers. 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 Yes. Thank you, John Prime.
Wow. That's good. <laughs>